Welcome to the Seller Growth Podcast, sharing valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Here is your host, Rob Stanley. Hey everyone, Rob Stanley here with the Seller Growth Podcast and welcome to another episode. I have Elizabeth Green from Jungler. What's happening, Elizabeth? Hey, what's up? Glad to be here. Really excited yeah, for this. So, oh, it's it's going to be a good one. Man, we've got a great one today. So Elizabeth's going to be talking about six best strategies to being profitable with Amazon PPC. Everybody uses Amazon PPC, or at least they better be. <laughs> and you got some <laughs> good ones today and probably ones that not a lot of people have heard. You, you definitely said you had some uh, ones that maybe haven't been discussed very much and uh, definitely are a little bit... Uh, out of the ordinary, let's say, and definitely something new. So, which is great. I always want to try to get somebody on and has something new. So, uh, everybody who's just tuning in, be sure to hit that like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube or the like button on Facebook. And we're going to take it away with the first one. So, first one is pick your battles keywords wisely. Not necessarily in that same sentence, but pick your keywords wisely, basically, is what she's saying. Take it away, Elizabeth. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted with um, everyone wants to run profitable Amazon advertising. That's really the goal to be profitable in one way or the other, be it through organic ranking or further just running the ads. Um, but I wanted to kind of provide these are going to be more overarching like ideas and ways to look at your advertising, not so much you know, nitty gritty bid optimizations. Honestly, bid optimizations is a holy grail if you're trying to fix anything in your Amazon advertising. Um, but this will be a way of uh, showing you how to maybe approach your account in a more nuanced way and maybe get you to think about your advertising in a way you haven't really thought of it before. Um, so one really, really big one I see all the time in accounts when people are trying to get profitable, especially in those accounts where it's really, really difficult to bring your a cost down um, is pick your battles or really your keywords wisely. And what I mean by this is you might not need to go after the 600 pound gorilla in the beginning. You know, if you're selling a water bottle, maybe it's not the best time on a launch to go after the keyword water bottle. Um, and I see this a lot is when sellers go in and they're they're scoping out a niche and they're trying to find you know that hero product and maybe you found their product and you're, you're differentiated from market your branding is absolutely gorgeous and you bring yourself to the market well you've validated your product through those top keywords and that's really what you how you want to think about it when you go in and you're launching your product you know you want to make sure that there's enough search volume in the niche you want to make sure there's enough people searching for your product and then when you're going through and you're creating your listings oftentimes you know either if you've hired someone to write your copy well which honestly you should be doing a good job with your copy so hopefully you have someone who knows what they're doing um but oftentimes what is put in the keywords in the title is those top important keywords and that's definitely how you want to go about it again when you're validating your product when you're building out your list thing however when it comes to deciding what keywords you want to advertise on at least in the beginning especially if you're running at it with no reviews um is you want to be strategic and figure out where you can pick and then win your battles because what ends up happening a lot of times is if you go after again those top keywords you're running up against sellers that are really entrenched on that first page and you're also running up against 
sellers with you know a lot of reviews and so you're kind of coming to market with this new beautiful product now ideally you know you've differentiated yourself enough and you've proven that your product is absolutely stellar through your images and copy and all that um but you still need to be able to get enough sales velocity to win those keywords um so that's when it goes into really being strategic and one of the main ways that you can um, really hone in on who your target audience is, is through relevancy. Now, that's a really big thing preached by a lot of marketers is, you know, in the beginning, pick your top, you know, most relevant keywords. It can kind of sound like, all right, so what is relevancy? How do I gauge relevancy? Really, that's a manual process. It's going onto Amazon. It's typing in that keyword and seeing what shows up on the first page and then making like an analysis on how well does my product fit on this page? You're going to end up with some keywords, um, for instance, that are very broad, like gift for mom, um, around Mother's Day, things like that. Those are super hard to compete on. And the reason being is the amount of um, products that's going to fit into that keyword is going to be very varied. Um, you're going to have like, if you're targeting, you know, gift for mom, you know, you could have a beautiful robe or you could have like a bath bomb set. Both of those would technically apply. So you could see how you get a really large pool of sellers just absolutely vying for that top keyword. And it makes it much more difficult to go up against. You have a lot more competition. So maybe you want to dial it back. You know, if I'm selling a, you know, beautiful plush bathrobe, maybe find the words, for um in robes you're going to get style differentiation differentiation so you know if i'm selling i don't necessarily want to go advertise on all the keywords that say you know have silk robes smooth you know someone's just looking for a throw of a robe versus you know a nice warm cozy bathrobe maybe i want it so what you're trying to do with this and what i mean by relevancy is you're trying to figure out what keywords um, your target audience is using and then if you can show up there um, that's how you're going to win and you know get the conversions which influences your sales so you know you get that nice flywheel going that's that's some great information and definitely information we have not had on the show so we, we've got more to go that was only the first tip we still got five more to go mm -hmm. so thanks everybody for tuning in make sure you hit that like subscribe and if you have any questions please post them in the comment section and either myself or Elizabeth will definitely answer them. So once again, I got Elizabeth Green from Jungler, and we are talking about the six best strategies for being profitable with Amazon PPC, and we're heading on to strategy number two. So once again, if you have any comments, please leave those, and we will get going here. So what about uh, why should people not discount phrase and broad match? And uh, tell us about that and uh, get in some detail there for us. Yeah, so this is another one. Um, a lot of times it, it's kind of carried over, over from Google AdWords. There's some really good agencies who focus in on exact match. Um, but I would say don't discount your phrase and your broad match. They can be, um, it can work very well. So I did an entire other uh, guest host podcast on the, um, some of the things I've seen in through broad match keywords, which have kind of traditionally gotten the lower end 
of the string, you know, they can be more expensive sometimes just due to how it works. It's not necessarily that you're going to end up spending more per search term if you use a broad match, but the amount of potential searches that can be triggered through a broad match keyword is more. So oftentimes you can spend more. Um, now I will, I do want to like preface this with saying we don't um, go super aggressive with phrase match and broad match keywords because just due to their nature and how many additional search terms they can pull. If you're looking to absolutely, you know, go hard on a keyword, exact match is still going to be your best bet just because you can control the spend so much easier through an exact match. But that being said, and going back to trying to run things profitably, um, I've seen a lot of times and a lot of times that um, just through a phrase or oftentimes even a broad match, if you look in a search term report, because the search term report is going to show you like behind the keywords. It's, it's really like your base level where everything happens. You can influence stuff at a keyword level, but where all the magic happens and what actually the shoppers interact with is on the search term level. So if you're going through your search term reports um, and you look at the actual search term, a lot of times, even though it's a broad match, you'll see the keyword and the search term are equivalent. Um, and what often happens is you still get clicks and things through the broad match keyword, but it's at a much lower cost per click. Um, and it can also help you garner additional search terms, just of course due to their nature and how much broad and phrase match the additional search terms they can pull. They're wonderful evergreen, um, basically keyword research tactics. Now, but my point here is they don't always have to be treated like a keyword research tactic. You can run them sort of in tandem. Now we definitely do stagger bits. So like I said, being a, if you're aware of how the phrase and the broad match type, um, just the nature of them and how the searches work, it is, it is beneficial to start them maybe at a lower bit, just be a little bit, you know, less aggressive with these, but they're definitely ones that we've seen a high profitability in. And then, so it kind of goes twofold. Sometimes you can get a lot lower cost per clicks on even some of your main keywords. And then you can also get those additional search terms, retarget them, um, and then grow the account. And the benefit of growing account based on search terms that have already happened is that you have exact data for that search term. So when you're relaunching these, you, instead of just having a list that you're pretty sure is gonna work, you're kind of unsure of where to set the bid, you have really good data on where maybe to start those bids based on how they performed in the past. Yeah, so coming up next, we are going to be talking about using more ad types, but stay tuned for a quick uh, commercial break. This content is brought to you by Acrumi, the business-friendly funding solution for Amazon sellers. If you're a profitable Amazon seller looking for capital to grow your profits, click the link around this video or visit Acrumi.com for a no-risk funding estimate in less than three minutes. Yeah, welcome back to the show. So today I've got Elizabeth Green from Jungular. And great name, by the way. I totally love it. And today we are talking about the six best strategies to being profitable with Amazon PPC. So we've covered number one and two. Number one was picking your battles regarding keywords and pick them wisely regarding keyword's. Mm -hmm. And number two was about uh, don't discount phrases and broad matches. And again, hit that like and subscribe and be sure to post any comments and questions. We'll get to those. So moving on to number three use more ad types there is quite a few ad types so i do i want to mm -hmm. add a little more to that question 
have you seen like what ad types have you seen people just focus in on too much because you're saying to use more of them so are you use more types or more of them or both um probably a little of both so sponsored products is still going to be the og it's still going to be what makes up the bulk of any advertising account and that's normal and that's the way it should be um and i've also seen um some use case studies in that uh freight or excuse me sponsored products are still kind of the ultimate when it comes to influencing your organic ranking. So it's definitely one that I would say double down on, use it to its fullest potential, but I wouldn't discount the other ad types. Um, so one thing I see a lot of times is if people are looking to branch out, especially if you've kind of mined all your good keywords in your sponsored product ads, the beauty and the benefit of running a well, you know, well-run account with sponsored product ads is you can immediately roll that into sponsor display and then sponsor brand ads. So the three different, um, targeting types or ad types that are in, um, an Amazon account is a sponsored product ad, sponsored brand ads and sponsor display ads. And of course there's DSP. That's a whole nother game. We're talking just on Amazon ads right now. Um, but what you can do through sponsor brand ads, you know, you can find those top heavy hitters and then you can retarget them with a sponsored brand ad. Now sponsored brand ads are very similar to sponsored product ads in that, you know, they also have multiple targeting types. So you can use keywords, you can use ASINs. Um, and then category targeting as well. Um, so you can build all of that out. Again, anything you get, it's just like your sponsored product ads. You're getting that feedback through the search term reports. You know, you can retarget that and then just, you know, slowly just keep building and building, gaining more market share, rolling yourself out. Um, and then sponsor display ads as well. Those ones we've seen perform phenomenally in all accounts. I mean, we're running them in all accounts. Um, but sponsor display product targeting ad right now has the lowest cost per clicks out of everything. Um, now it's not going to be like your huge bread and butter, everything. Um, I think it runs about 10 ish percent, give or take maybe 12% of, you know, all the sales in an account can be run through a sponsor display ad. Um, but there's still like a really good one. I wouldn't discount. And again, you can use what data you already have. You're running them. Uh, you're running sponsor product ads, you know, through the autos and other, maybe if you're running category targeting, you should have some good ASINs as well. So you can immediately snag those, pull a search and report, anything that generated sales, throw it in a sponsor display product targeting ad. Yeah. So that was the third tip and that is a good one. And I, I love that you keep referencing Google ads because that's where my whole world was <laughs> back in the day. So I definitely can relate to a lot of that. And, and some of it does roll over, you know, from, you know, like you were talking about like keywords and uh, broad mm -hmm. uh, broad matches, phrase matches. So that's, that's great. So what about, uh, I, I know this from experience, sometimes you get into these PPC campaigns, you start spending a ton of money and maybe mm -hmm. it's not quite going well. So when is the right time to cut your losses, which by the way is number four tip, when should you cut your losses? Yes, and that kind of goes back to my first tip on picking your keywords wisely. Sometimes, even as an advertiser myself, I am you know, still one level removed from the account. I still get attached to all of my accounts I run. And sometimes you find those good keywords, you find those super relevant keywords, and just, you know, it has to work, it has to work. And sometimes the numbers 
just don't work, unfortunately. Um, so I always say that advertising is one part art and one part science. Science can be automated, art cannot be. But the the art part comes on figuring out the strategies. You know, how how should I set my bids? How should I do this? You know, what keywords am I picking? You're thinking very strategically and logically. This is how we set things up. Um, but then you get that feedback, which is your data, and you see how it works, and then. Sometimes you just have to go with the logic part, although, you know, the emotional side of you is saying this keyword absolutely has to work. Um, sometimes you'll get, a, you know, what you would consider your top keyword that has a whole bunch of clicks and just no sales. And sometimes, you know, if you've spent a significant amount on a particular keyword and although you absolutely want it to work, sometimes maybe that keyword is just best best left for a later date. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that we're absolutely gonna go through and pause everything and just you know take a hatchet to it. But you know, after say 35 clicks in a couple weeks and that keyword is just not working for you, maybe at least we should dial back the spend. Maybe put it at a lower bid, maybe it'll start working again and we can dial that bid back up. Um, but really thinking about it, like I said, sometimes, you know, we get emotionally attached to a keyword because it's a keyword we absolutely want to rank on, but sometimes not all keywords are going to work for all products, unfortunately. So it's a matter of making the, you know, kind of the intuitive decision on where you should start and then getting that feedback and adjusting accordingly. Yeah, so we actually did have a question come in and it's actually a good one. And I actually was thinking about asking you also. So we actually just finished up with uh, tip number four. We will go on to tip number five after this quick question. So uh, we did have somebody uh, message and asked about, what about using long tail keywords? I, I know I remember doing Google AdWords, you know, they mm -hmm. didn't necessarily always drive a ton of traffic, but man, they were effective. They definitely had a great ROI on them. Is that also true when it comes to Amazon uh, using long tail keywords? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's actually another point that wasn't technically in here, um, but is another great way to run very profitable advertising is finding all of those extra keywords. Because to be honest, um, a lot of the big brands, although they have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of backing just money wise um, to be able to go hard on some of those top keywords, they aren't necessarily, you know, maybe they're fine at spending a lot on those top keywords. Um, but someone who is being more strategic and more and scrappy, um, you can go and find all those wonderful long tail variations and then definitely target those. Um, one thing I would add as well is a lot of times people with the long tail keywords, they will target them only an exact match. This goes back to if you're only using an exact match in your account, I would test some other match types. Um, so we're in the test all match types crowd. Um, I'm of the philosophy that um, although if we're being, like I said in the beginning, if I'm being a very aggressive with something, exact match is definitely the way to go because I can control my spend. However, if I'm just looking, you know, just to run things in the account, I'm not doubling down on something. Um, I'm going to test it in all three match types. And one thing that is very unique to a broad match type is that broad match is the only match type that has the ability to switch the order of the words. So I've had um, instances where we're targeting a very long tail keyword, say, you know, even seven or eight words. And because um, I have it in a broad match, maybe two of those words just got flipped. Maybe the order got flipped. And I triggered on a search term that was very long tail because it still has to include all of those individual words within the search term. Um, so we're still triggering for a very long tail, but we we're able to, you know, just jump over to an, 
a very like search term um, that we wouldn't have picked up otherwise if we were only targeting an exact match. That's great. And we so another uh, question came in. I'll throw it up on the screen here. Uh, what should one do if a keyword is killing it in a phrase match, and after they added it to exact match, results were not as good? What should I do in that case? That's a great question. And keep those yes. questions coming. And that's one I see all the time. Um, and my answer would be, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, that goes back to a lot of people thinking that exact match is like the end all be all. And in my opinion, although it can be wonderful, again, for being very aggressive, it's um, that's why we're in the test all match type shot. So if it's absolutely working, let it work. Um, and just adjust bids accordingly. If you need to add a negative or two to kind of hem in some ways, you know, do that. Um, you can definitely run them in tandem. Now, sometimes as I've seen a lot in exact match that it can just kind of take some time to find its footing. It's one of the weird quirks of the Amazon platform is a lot of times if you launch things aggressively, even exact match, they kind of just churn and then all of a sudden two weeks later something takes off. Doesn't always, but it happens. Um, so I would try just running them in tandem for a while and then just let the phrase match do its thing. Yeah, so I've got Elizabeth Green from Jungular, and we are talking about Amazon PPC strategy, so to speak. And uh, before we go to step number five out of six, which we're getting close, we got a break for a quick commercial break. Thanks. This content is brought to you by Accrumi, the business-friendly funding solution for Amazon sellers. If you're a profitable Amazon seller looking for capital to grow your profits, click the link around this video or visit accrumi.com for a no-risk funding estimate in less than three minutes. Yeah, so welcome back to the Seller Growth Podcast. And we do appreciate everybody uh, coming on live and watching. And if uh, you're watching on video or listening to our podcast, we do appreciate you also. And once again, I got Elizabeth Green from Jungular here. And we're talking about the six best strategies to be to being profitable with Amazon PPC. And if you do head over to Accrumi and fill out that free three-minute instant funding estimate, please be sure to mention the podcast, specifically Seller Growth Podcast. Or you could put my name in there, Rob, R-O-B. It's pretty simple. That would help too. So Moving on, we are on to number five out of six. So number five, optimize with intent is what uh, Elizabeth told me. How many cells is a keyword driving? Jump into that yes. for us, Elizabeth. So this does get into bid optimizations, and this is how we think about um, things when we go in and optimize bids. Um, one thing I see a lot now, I think there's a lot of good advertisers who simply look at it um, on a one-to-one -one basis, and, and while I don't think that's a bad way to look at things. I think you can get much more nuanced if you're able to. Um, so what we definitely do is we take into account how many sales a keyword is driving. For instance, if you have a keyword that drove 35 sales for your, your account in um, say the last 14 days, that has um, that particular keyword has a much higher statistical or significance in the account as far as overall sales driver. That's something that only did maybe say one to two sales. Um, so what we would do is if you have a keyword that is driving, um, you know, the bulk of their sales in your account, even though it might be slightly above targets, we might be more, um, I would say, what's the word I'm looking for? Like more careful about how we're going to adjust that bid down. We might, we might do it in smaller increments versus something that, you know, if something is well above my targets, you know, if you're running 100% ACOS, we're not on a launch, we're just in maintenance mode, something pops off um, and we're only getting a couple of sales from it and it's been, you know, enough testing, we can make a judgment on that. 
maybe we'll just uh, you know cut that off quite a bit versus a keyword that is um you know driving again a lot of the sales and we're yes it's not where we need it to be but it's doing a lot for us so you know we're going to nurture that one a little bit more so it's it's a matter of like um you know, just taking into account where everything is um, and, you know, trying to, you know, nurture things um, much better. Yeah, let's do a quick recap. So that was tip number five. So going back over all the tips and again, we appreciate everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Comments just coming in. I'll check that in just a second. So just going over real quick. Uh, tip number one, pick your battles. Keywords wisely. Don't discount phrase and broad match use more ad types that was tip number three number four when should you cut your losses number five which you just went over is optimize with intent how many sales is a keyword driving before we go on to number six let me uh just uh looks like we had another question come in same person uh let's throw it up here on the screen there's a lot of strategies for launching a product through ppc but what do you recommend should i go aggressive on the match type or should i force on one type of match type. Hopefully that makes a little more sense to you. I get a little bit of it. So go for it. Yes. So um, a really big thing on launches is you need to figure out, um, first off, how competitive is the market? How hard is it going to be? Um, what is the depth of keywords that you have in the space? And again, going back to that one, picking your keywords and your battles wisely, some niches are going to be much trickier on that than others. To be honest, some of the easiest niches to really, you know, dig in somewhere are those that have like a lot higher search volumes. You end up with a lot higher search volume. You just get a lot more people searching for a particular product. So you have much more variations of how people search for it. Um, so you want to take that into account, like what, what do we have to work at um, with? And then as well, you want to figure out what your budget is. So if you have a very large budget for your launch, you can go a lot harder, put, you know, branch out a lot more than if you are dealing with maybe a smaller launch budget. So to start, honestly, I used to just go full force. Now I think I'm a bit more nuanced with things. And so that would be, again, going back to picking your battles, finding your top you know, I would I would look at um, how like how many keywords you have to pick from, how selective can I be? And then uh, depending on my budget I have, I might only pick the top five. I mean, if I'm working with a really tight budget, maybe we'll go smaller. Um, the, the reasoning in that is because to really, first of all, get things moving, and then second of all, to really test everything, you're just gonna need budget to do that. Um, you're not always going to know again, a hundred percent, you know, where everything should be. That goes back to, you know, figuring out when to cut your losses. So to be able to, um, quickly determine when and where you should do that, it's easier if you have, you know, enough money to spend to get that feedback. Um, so you might start with say, maybe saving seven to 10, um, I definitely go higher on the bids in exact match. Although I've seen, um, phrase match move a lot quicker on something. So there's varying opinions out there. Now there's some people who say they only launch an exact match in the beginning. They do nothing else. They go hard. And then after a little bit, they add in their other keywords or excuse me, their other match types. Um, I definitely, I like testing all the match types in the beginning 
definitely, definitely staggering your bids. Um, I'm going to go much harder on my exact match and then let my phrase and broad kind of run in the background. I definitely want, you know, most of my spend going to the exact match. Now, sometimes your phrase pops off. And to be honest, if I'm trying to get things moving out of the gate, I might just run with it. Um, but that's kind of how I would stagger it. I would take a look at, you know, how, how much budget you have to work with. If I have a decent amount of budget and, you know, I found my top five or 10, I want to go through those, but maybe I'm going to add on, you know, my product targeting, definitely don't discount the autos. We run those in the background. I don't like going aggressive on those at launch. I like my manuals do the work, um, but those are good ones to run as well. We definitely do that. Uh, typically, it's finding our top, you know, running those exact phrase and broad, lower on the phrase and broad, going harder on exact, some low bid autos, and then layering on any extra campaigns when we get the data or, you know, if we have the budget to do so from the get-go. Yeah, so there's a lot of information there. So uh, we definitely appreciate, we see those likes and likes coming in. So hit that like button. And obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe, which is white button down in the bottom right corner we do appreciate that uh so once again i got elizabeth green with me from jungular and we are talking about the six best str strategies to being profitable with amazon ppc she's extremely knowledgeable about amazon ppc and we're getting lots of great information so we are on the last one so it is kind of a last chance to put those comments in if you're watching this youtube after we're already done live please still leave a comment i'll get a hold of her and we'll make sure to get you an answer uh even if you leave one in there after and we'll get something for you, Get try to get you the best answer we can. So moving on, number six, we got the last and final tip. So here we go, optimize click with no sales, keywords more aggressively. So obviously you're going aggressive yes. on ones that don't have sales. Tell us a bit more about that. And we do have questions come in. I'll take a look at those while you're uh, answering that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so this is going to be where the most waste is happening in account. Keywords that are getting um, clicks with no sales. Now, when I say optimize aggressively, I mean ones that you have enough data to be able to optimize down. So I have seen that in accounts where um, maybe someone launched a bunch of keywords and then there's a bunch of keywords that maybe have like one or two clicks and no sales and those keywords were just paused. Um, that's not something I would recommend because honestly, you haven't tested those keywords enough to even be able to make that judgment call. Um, so um, benchmark rule we use often is eight clicks with no sales, although sometimes we go as high as 10. It really depends on the account. Now, if I'm in a launch phase, um, then I'm going to give these much more leeway. I'm not going to go in after two days and go through these. Um, now I might check because if I have something that's popping off after three days and I got 40 clicks and no sales, yeah, maybe I have enough to make that judgment call. Um, but for the most part, we let it run say at least, I mean, we check it out every three days, but maybe a week or so just to make sure I'm not cutting anything off of the knees before I even give it a chance to do anything. Um, but if we're in maintenance mode, we're just trying to, you know, trying to mitigate that waste. We're trying to get the account, you know, to a favorable ACOS. These keywords that have clicks with no sales are going to be where you're just going to, you know, keep chopping off that wasted ad spend. Um, so I would look upwards of 10 clicks and no sales. Now, if you get benchmark, we use often in accounts. And again, it depends on the account. You do want to take into account like what your conversion rate is. Um, so anything that has like a very low conversion rate, you maybe need to give it a little more leeway um, to adequately get tested. 
But um, what we do is we drop those bids to below our cost per click. Um, oftentimes when you're optimizing bids, you're going off the bid. However, what we do, um, at least internally in our agency, is we take a look at like how much you're actually spending. Because if I have a $2 bid, um, but my cost per click is say all the way down at 75 cents, I could drop that thing a dollar and I'm still potentially not even going to drop what I'm actually spending on the keyword. Yes, you know, you might drop where your ad shows up, um, but if I'm really just trying to get rid of waste in the account, well, one benchmark we use often is 20% below the cost per click. So take these, you know, try and just clear your wasted ad spend in your account, and then you should see things improve overall. That was six great tips. We did have some questions come in. Uh, hang tight real quick and we'll get to those questions. If you have any more, please put them in the comments section while we break for this quick commercial break. This content is brought to you by Accrumi, the business-friendly funding solution for Amazon sellers. If you are a profitable Amazon seller looking for capital to grow your profits, click the link around this video or visit Accrumi.com for a no-risk funding estimate in less than three minutes. So thanks again for coming, uh, listening and watching the Sell Growth Podcast. Today, I got Elizabeth Green from Jungular, and we are talking about the six best strategies to being profitable with Amazon PPC. I'm going to cover those one more time, and then we'll go on to this question that came in. So first one, pick your battle, keywords wisely. Don't discount phrase and broad match. Use more ad types, number three. Win should you cut your losses. Optimize with intent is number five. And optimize clicks with no sales, no sale keywords more aggressively. So we did have a question come in. Let me pull that up on the screen. And Victor was asking about, can we have like a sheet or diagram with mandatory campaigns for launch and the bid placement, et cetera, somewhere? Is there something like that out there? Um, I'm sure that there are others who have put out good content. I don't have anything um, with mandatory campaigns for launch. I would say, I mean, if you're talking campaigns for launch, again, you know, pick your top, Go through that first one, relevancy, look at, you know, what what are my main hitters? What do I need to go after? Run, of course, those in exact. You can do the lower bid on the phrase and broad match, run autos. Um, we run about three autos per product. Um, you can do a low bet, a low bit or close match, loose match, complement substitutes grouped out, and then a low bid auto, all three of them. Um, and then when you're talking your strategy, um, if you really want to get some traction out of the gate, I would start with fixed bids because fixed bids typically have um, higher impressions on them if you're just trying to get the, uh, the thing out. So I like starting on uh, fixed bids. Um, your starting bids, so for your exact match, I would go, depend, again, it depends on how much you have to spend. If you're doing like a soft launch, you know, maybe just start lower and work your way up. If you absolutely need to blow it out, um, I would do above the highest suggested bid and then just keep an eye on it. Um, and then the other thing you can do is just keep going in every, you know, say maybe even every day, test to see if you're getting any impressions. This is assuming you're doing launch. I need to get my products out. I need to be seen. You know, soft launch, maybe you can ease into it, lower bids, keep working your way up. Um, if you want to hit it hard, high bids, you know, keep bumping those up if you're not seeing impressions and just try and get movement. Yeah. So any last questions, go ahead and post them. Uh, once again, I'm Rob Stanley, we still have a growth podcast. Uh, be sure when you go over to accrue me and fill out that free three minute instant funding form, you mentioned Rob, or you mentioned the podcast, please sell a growth podcast. We appreciate that. 
And once again, I had Elizabeth Green on today from Jungular and the way to get a hold of her. This is the easy way. So all you need to do is head over to crewme.com, go to our podcast page. Within the podcast page is actually the contact information for Elizabeth Green and Jungular. So head on over there and you can definitely rewatch the video if you missed any of the six tips. Uh, there is a question that came in. Let me just double check. Oh, they were just, Victor, that you just answered the question said, thank you very much. That was a super answer. Mm -hmm. Victor, we appreciate yeah, you listening. And yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening and tuning in, everybody. Uh, once again, I'm Rob Stanley with Cell Growth Podcast. I'm on live every Tuesday and Thursday. And I want to thank my guest on behalf of Cell Growth Podcast. Thank Elizabeth Green for Jungular for being on with us today, providing some great information on Amazon PPC. So once again, everybody, Please be sure to tune in every week on Tuesday and Thursday at uh, 10 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time. And we always have great information coming. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Seller Growth Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Accrue.me. If you are an Amazon seller looking for funding, be sure to visit accrue.me.com and fill out the three-minute instant funding form. Join us next week for more great tips to help you grow your business.